The following program is hosted by immature, irreverent, obnoxious, and often disgusting young men. Listener discretion is advised. This time on Nude Clan, prepare to die. Shall we play again? Welcome to another episode of Nude Clan. I am Caleb Craig. Caleb Schweiss. And this is Cameron. And today we're going to talk about a studio that is near and dear to Schweiss and Cam Cam's heart. Oh, fuck. From Software. Ooh. Such a dumb name. <laughs> from From Software. You'll find out why. It's like, did you, did you trip on what you were reading, or did you... Is that actually what it's called? Oh, okay. The only, the only software studio... <clears throat> That I think is worse, and I don't even think they're a software studio. It's I think they're a publisher or something like that. Is Infogrames? That one really <laughs> yeah. shits me off, dude. Every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my god, why would you uh, name it that? Uh, yo, like, Infogrames. I mean, it's like they're probably like, oh yeah, let's do Infogames, and then like somebody put the R on the fucking the paperwork when they filed the LLC, and they're like, fuck. Like, well, let's just go with it. Infogrames. Fuck it. Who cares? We're just going to go produce the worst fucking games of all time anyway. So fucking Infogrames it is. <laughs> like, From Software reminds me of that because it just, it's just so dumb. But, and so you said you had the reason why they go by that? Um, not really, but you'll, you'll find out some of, the, some of their history. Okay. Is, the reason that they get into gaming is kind of lame. Okay. So... Uh, All right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, very, very, very dear to Cameron and I, though, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Probably especially Cameron. Um, I don't know. More me than anyone else. I mean, well, more you and I than Craig, for sure. <laughs> and the past host, Bob, <laughs> as well. Bob? I don't know, Bob. Bobbert. Yeah. Bob's just a listener. Um, Bob is a listener. That's true. I mean, I really like the first Dark Souls um, still haven't beaten the second one. Third one, I enjoyed. It almost broke me. I feel like I need to go back through and play Bloodborne to get more enjoyment out of it. Now that you're good. Mm-hmm. Now that you've gotten good. So to Good speak. enough, yeah. Get good enough, yeah. Uh, and you haven't started Sekiro yet, have you? No. Oh, man. Prepare. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a treat for you. It's, it's pretty tough. Um... I think you'll be okay, though. Okay. Okay. It's it's tough, but it's not as bad as Craig was making it sound? Well, Schweiss caught up to me in like six hours, so I think you'll be able to uh, catch up pretty quick. I don't think it was six hours. It was longer. I think uh, I... How long have you been playing it? I've probably put in like 15, maybe. 12 to 15 Okay, well, it took you like... 12 or 15 to catch up to my 40 so you really think you've played 40 hours easily oh man wow <laughs> fuck Greg 
I mean, I think you could beat I've it. I've explored more areas than you, but it's not a lot more. And you yeah. found a place that I didn't find, so... Yeah, that whole area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to go back and find out where I found that, so I could tell you. I want to do I, this... I did find it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I went and found it. Okay, I want to do that, this game. That headless is the same one that I found, but you found it in a completely different route. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can find it, because you can go down below there's um, a, on the cliffs. Yeah, there's a cliff that you can jump onto, and then you can get over there. I hate that guy. I don't understand at all how I'm supposed to You're supposed to parry every one of his attacks and then just wail on him. Because if you parry, if you you parry, then you don't, uh, you don't take as much terror damage. (sighs) Fuck. I, dude. Because I don't think he damages your health when he hits you. It's just a terror buildup. So you just gotta, you just gotta block. Yeah, unless he pulls your soul out with that one attack (laughs) where he just fucking rips it from your spine. I'm like, well, then don't let him do that. Well, he fucking ports right behind you. He's just like, if he he disappears, then you know he's gonna be right behind you, (laughs) dude. I I, and then he run out of the little paper and he can't actually fight him. God, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, so they're like ghost dudes that you can fight, but you can only fight them if you use a specific item, and they're pretty rare, just like Dark Souls. So if you you. Can't fight them without it. So uh, if you don't get any more, then you just can't fight them for they a while. They take the place of like the demons in Dark Souls One, where they're the really tough fights that probably give you some good loot. But I wouldn't oh, know because they can't actually demon. Yeah, hmm. it's kind of like those. I think these undead dudes. Do they get harder each time you defeat one? I haven't. We haven't beaten one uh, yet. Yeah, we don't know. There's one. Did you find the one under underneath the it, mountains in the abandoned dungeon? Yeah, yeah. that guy. I think I could the kill one that, that guy. shoots the fucking fireballs at you. Those that do terror damage. Yeah, those one shot you if you're not careful. If you get a big one, well, but, I have more health than you, so they don't one shot me. But, oh, okay, yeah. they they have one shot me, and but it's he's the one I think is easier because all you have to do is do a lot of dodging and then close in on him. Mm-hmm. But he goes he goes balls to the wall when he gets halfway. So you, it's. It's risky. It's a crazy. It's crazy, dude. It's it's like Dark Souls a lot, but it's really different in a bunch of ways too. Yeah, right. It's it's like Bloodborne on steroids, almost. Like you get to jump really high, and you've got weird grappling abilities, and like so it really pressures you to just be on the offensive the whole time. Kinda. Yeah. It also pressures you on offensive defense, so like parries, mm-hmm. um, and parries with counter strikes, right? Like heavily relies on that like if you want to really beat this game down you get the timing just perfect with the normal enemies that you parry them and then you do a kill right and it's i got it i in the when i first started the game up and it explained that to me i was really good at it and now i'm like not good at it anymore (laughs) like i i can parry them but i can't parry kill like i used to and so i think i need to go back and train Hmm. just get it down again go to that undead guy that's uh yeah temple yeah train with him um it's a crazy game, though. It's, I think it's really good. I think it might end up being one of the best. Ooh. I do think it's really good, even though I'm really shitty at it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. And its story is pretty... It's simple. And it's, like, very followable. And there's a lot of bullshit in the items, as always, but not to the same level. It's not right. just item descriptions building a world. It's like Mario, except for you're rescuing the Lord Kuro instead of... Princess Peach. Yeah, and it's fucking way harder. (laughs) Probably. Maybe. (laughs) There are four endings. One of them could just be like Toad in the room and being like, sorry, you're you're Lord Kuro. Uh, It's another castle. Four endings, depending on how you play the game. Um, 
Yes, but I wonder if we'll have to do the 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 save scumming with PlayStation Network again to get all four. <laughs> well, slow to back up. I know one of them. I know I can't spoil it. All right, yeah, don't spoil it. All right, so we're going to talk about From Software. Yep. Awesome. So what has everyone been playing this week, though? Uh, Damon X Machina and Sekiro, and that's it. Okay. And Damon X Machina, that's like an action. Oh, no, is that the robot one? Yeah, it's a, it's a mech game that's a Switch exclusive. Um, it's uh, people's attempt to make a spiritual successor to uh, Armor Core. Oh, I think it does a decent job of it. It's better than most other mech games I've played. Yeah, I mean, is that a high standard, though? I mean, Not really. <laughs> There's only a few games that have done mechs pretty pretty well. Yeah, and one of those we rated, like, fucking low. Although that's not necessarily representative of the whole series. It's just that one game. Yeah. Although I, I feel like I, I'm probably not going to like the other ones if I ever play the other <laughs> Armored Cores. Well, but. 2 is, like, the <laughs> highest rated one. Isn't that a PS1 game? It's PS2. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, I'm, we'll I'm find not, out about it. I'm not going to be playing a PS1 Armored Core. That's just not going to happen. I probably shouldn't have said that, but... Yeah, you probably shouldn't have. It's... There's it, only... I think the first one's PS1. I think there's only two that are on PS1. Okay. Yeah, that sounds miserable to me. Maybe it's only one. I think it's only the first one, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, those two games, nice. Um, Cameron, what about you? Um, I did not play a single game this past week. Wow, not a, not a single not game. A, not a single game. Um, not a single game. Not a single game. I uh, was at a work conference um, in Vegas for three days, got home late Thursday night, then Friday, um, I worked, you know, my full day, then I got home, was, you know, doing laundry and whatnot, cleaning up from the trip, and I was just so fucking tired. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, didn't want to play anything. Um and then Saturday, yesterday, was my friend's bachelor's party. So, did that all day. I think it's funny that me and him both invited each other. We both came to each other's bachelor's, bachelor's party, parties, but we yeah. weren't invited to each other's weddings. Right. Not officially. Right. I mean, not yet. His wedding, yeah. I think that's funny, because so. I told you, I was like, oh, yeah, he can come too. But I never actually sent him an invite. Right, right. But and I never got an invite from him either. It's like there's like a mutual understanding that it's like we're cool, but not that cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, had a busy week. We played top golf. I, uh, that kind of counts. No, it's a game. No, not really. It's, not, it's it's not a video game necessarily, but um, yeah, just super busy week. Had a lot of fun though in Vegas, but no video games. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Well, Am I going to be streaming that Sekiro soon? Yeah, I'll be streaming it. Um, depending on what my week looks like, I want to do it as soon as possible. Yeah, so I want to see some of that. It's going to play it at all tonight? I won't have time today, no. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, I played a bit of World of Final Fantasy, probably like two or three hours maybe. How many then, hours do you have now? In World? Yeah. Um, I'm probably up to like 16 16 or so hours. Not do, you have a, do you have a full stack yet? 
Oh yeah, I've had a full stack for a while. I have like dudes in the bank. I'm Slamming trying to that stack with dudes in the bank. Hell yeah! <laughs> what uh, what guys are you using? Um, I think one of them is the golem. Um, one of them is that pony creature that you find in one of the uh, one of the like oh yeah rift things, mm-hmm. and then um. I don't know. I just go with whoever gives me the most damage usually, and then I switched out. I want to go back because I'm right now. I'm doing um, everyone's both of my main characters are the mid mid stacks, mm-hmm. but one of my mid stack creatures has Kira, and I kind of want to go back to that. So I might make one of my people a big stack, the 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 full form, and then have that mid stack as the Kira because Kira is. I mean, the game's not super hard, but sometimes they do a lot of damage, and it would just be easier to use Kira instead of cure over and over mm-hmm. um it's fucking it's pretty easy though the only time you die is if you just have a really bad setup for a boss fight and then it's like you go in you mess with it and then you go and you just fucking annihilate the boss or it's a scripted death which is oddly all the time in that game which is annoying it, it does happen quite a bit yeah i hate that I, I i mean it's a cool mechanism but if they use it over and over again it's kind of dumb and they kind of do that. It's been like three times already, and I'm like a third of the way done. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man. Yeah, that's suck. why I use the Vampire Lord. He has the... Every hit that he uh, uses heals him. So And it's it's tough because I'm like, it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of just boring. I mean, and it takes forever to grind fucking ability points to get the abilities. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. How am I supposed to get all of these things maxed out for these trophies? Like... It takes forever to get the points. But I don't know. But I don't know. I It's kind of cool figuring out how to... I mean, not figuring out. You do Libra and you find out and it tells you exactly how to how to imprism the, the beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of going through and just trying to grab all of those as I go along. And there are a couple that I can't get because I don't have the abilities to activate the imprisonment. But... I don't know. I, I honestly, I've only been able to play it for more than thirty minutes, like twice. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to battle each other. Oh, can you battle? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You can go into the the Colosseum area where you like can fight monsters and shit. Yeah, you can like fight each other there. Oh, that's or you can uh, trade monsters. I guess that's kind of cool. I suppose. <laughs> I wonder, oh man, it'd be cool if we could trade and like we both get the trophies for having all the monsters. You just trade back and forth until we max it out. It's kind of a cool idea to cut down some fucking grind. But yeah, not too much this week. Um, a lot of Sekiro though. I've been playing a bunch of that because it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's a game that we all, well, Cameron and I at least are getting addicted to these kind of like yeah. crazy, difficult, very rewarding well, experiences. Some of these crazy, difficult slash rewarding experiences are I'm addicted to. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not the not the mug variety <laughs> of <No>. difficulty. <laughs> if it's a uh, if it's if it's an object for food, if it's you know, if it's China, uh, it's not down. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Yeah, he just doesn't like his you know like cutlery, fucking cups. Yeah, just you know, anthropomorphized pants. objects. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for me. So, the real question, the only important question, anyone beat a game this week? 
fuck no. No for me as well. Pretty sure it's a no for Cam Cam as well. Cam Cam? <laughs> yeah, fucking... Uh, <laughs> I'll be no. Topgolf. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who won? Uh, I lost the first round by like two points. And I won the second round by like 20, I think. Yeah. I was like, I did really well. I'm surprised. Nice. Because I, last time we went, I was, you remember, I was fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, I mean, you were drunk and then also that burger. I was drunk on food is what it was. I was going to make you fucking eat that burger again. How dare you get enjoyment out of this? (laughs) That's, that that was the thing. You guys had to give me the burger to. That burger was super good, too. You had to give me the burger to put me in check so that I wouldn't, I wouldn't just dominate the game. Although the funny thing is, is after I had the burger and I just started doing like half swings with the driver, that's when I started getting all my points. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I would have get up there and I'm just going to hit it and just fucking sit back down. It's empowered by the burger. <laughs> yeah. The handicap made it more manageable. <laughs> uh, so the, the uh, nude clan. Oh, what was the game you beat last week again, Craig? Or the week before? It was Astral Chain. Okay. I didn't put that one in, even though I asked you to put it in. Um that was the whole reason why I asked. Yeah, I remember you texting me. So Astral Chain is the last thing Craig beat. The Nude Clan hog for the host is as follows. Caleb Craig, first place, 36 games beaten. I am in second at 28. Cameron, third, taking it in the rear, 12 games. Last one, New Gundam. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a fun game, huh, thank you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it, we're we're in a period now where we've got some fucking long and fucking hard games, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rough unless we supplement other shit in. But yeah, um, you know we'll keep on keeping on, keep on keeping up what we have to play. That's right. So I think that's it for a review of our gaming week. Craig, do we have any questions anywhere? Um, I will look. You should. I'll check, check the, the Discord. Okay, yeah. If you want to check Twitter and stuff. I will check Twitter. Um, always, always prepared. Well, I mean, we haven't in like four weeks, so yeah, guys, get us, get us a question. I think uh, people who were more inclined to uh, tweet us questions are now just calling us for uh, After Dark, which is good, but kind of leaves us with nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay, we do have one uh, from Thermination. He says, "New Clan, what franchise would you reboot, ruin with an all-female girl power cast?" <laughs> oh shit! Personally, I can't wait for RoboCop to be rebooted with a blue-haired lesbian who fights for justice with a built-in blue checkmark Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> don't tr- don't ruin tr- fucking RoboCop with that. Come on. Uh, that sounds that sounds hilarious. That, that hurts my soul. I fucking love RoboCop. That's why I can't watch that reboot. And it was already rebooted, so you can't reboot it again. Come on. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think one of the ones that comes to mind is Ghostbusters, and I actually think that's not bad. Um, I don't think it was necessary, though. No, I mean neither was Ghostbusters two, and that's they not also a very did good that movie. for. Uh, Oh, it was uh, Ocean's 8. Yeah. That was another girl power movie. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, I don't know. 
It implies there's going to be two more, though. Because mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven is the first original, and then 12, and then 13. So 8, and they got room for 9 and 10. they're cringing like have you seen it Uh, no i haven't i haven't heard any bad things it's just i've just been told it's like average i mean it can't be as bad as captain marvel right which is also which is also a girl power movie that kind of sucks it's it's Um, an awful movie there's nothing fucking happens in that it's just it's i like the blue guys they were i don't necessarily consider captain marvel a girl power movie just a movie that that's what it was for yeah i mean like brie olsen was like real hard on for that yeah brie larson was yeah, or, yeah brie larson yeah not olsen yeah the olsen twins are only hard on their crack <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true yeah it's hard on them too jesus christ <laughs> uh it has not been kind no <laughs> perhaps if you get a little more filling in you, you might not look so let me Scary. Somebody should change their crack out <laughs> for health supplements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what would we like ruined by by the the fucking feminist, the current feminist movement? Basically, I don't know what's a, what's a good what's a good solid. Oh man, Tombstone. Tombstone would be hilarious as like a. Oh, they're all like older ladies and they're hitting menopause. And they have the same, like, huge... Because, you know, Tombstone is, like, the ultimate testosterone movie. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, everyone's just, like, freaking out. You know? And it's it's awesome. I think that movie's fucking sweet. Uh, it's not really a franchise. It's just one movie. But I think that would be hilarious to I have. A, I think a one, one movie would be better than I kinda, a whole series. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, but that would be amazing. They're just like super, they get like hot flashes and like, they just get super angry. Didn't, uh, so, they do that with men in black as well? Kind of, but, uh, they still had dudes in it and like the dude was her partner. Hmm. So I wouldn't say that it's necessarily, well, I mean, I guess it would. Oh, what about, uh, what about, uh, the A team? What? what the A team? What about it? Reboot the A team with women. oh 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 the reboot the thing we're talking about. Right? I yeah. thought you were talking about one that already happened. <laughs> no, no, he no. just barely did, and I was like, what? Yeah, no, it's, no. I was <laughs> just I was just trying to think of a of a cast of more than one man, and they're all doing stuff. Yeah, oh my A-team. god, GI Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that already a movie? No, huh. sounds familiar, but. It might sound familiar, but it's G.I. Joe. Just it's a woman. Everybody in there is a woman. What about they made two of those? I think. Hmm. The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, the menopausal seven. Yeah, no, G.I. Jane's already a movie, dude. <laughs> is it? Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, is it, is it a G.I. Joe ripoff thing, though? No, it's totally not. Okay, yeah. cuz that's what I'm talking about. It's actually about. a pretty bitchin' movie from what I remember. I, I thought it was way cool when I was a kid. Yeah, it's just um it's about integrating uh women into the navy. Uh, okay. Maybe I have. Well, I'm seen talking that about one. a GI Joe reboot. Mine was like a sci-fi movie. Uh that I remember. Um what mm-hmm. about like Human Centipede? <laughs> well, I mean there's already two chicks in the first one. 
There's uh, the cast is almost uh, well. No, it's probably a fifty-fifty. There's like twelve people that star in that first movie. It's got to be like um, a movie where a group of people. It's like kind of like you know, Ocean's, um, the Ocean's movie, the A Team. Just like a group of guys who get together and do something. What about oh, what's that fucking that fucking movie, um, King's Road? Is it King's Road? Are you talking about Three Kings? Three Kings, yeah. Where it's a uh, Wahlberg. Um, fucking yep three kings yep exactly yeah yeah who who's in that um it is george clooney george clooney i think mark Wahlberg, right uh mark Wahlberg, ice cube ice cube that's right i was like it's one of those dudes (laughs) with the ice name (laughs) ice tea ice cube is actually pretty cool i like him a lot in uh that and i like him a lot in in uh who would who would we recast because we could do Janelle um, Monet for Ice Cube. Janelle Monet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson for George Clooney. Okay. And Margot Robbie for. Just Mark picking Walmart. all the hot chicks. Yeah, I could see Scarlett Johansson as the George Clooney. We got to pick someone else. For well, yeah, Mark the Wahlberg. most the most beautiful woman in the world, of course. Yeah. Um, we have to do someone else for Mark Wahlberg. Probably not. Jennifer though. Aniston. Probably not. You um, think? <laughs> someone short. Someone really short. <laughs> And fit, yeah. Jennifer Aniston kind of fits that bill, short and in shape. She's a little old for wartime stuff. Yeah. But. So um, let me let me look. And a little too female. I was kidding. What about That's that fine. chick who uh, uh, played Tomb Raider, Alicia Vikander? I think is yeah, name? Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Um, she'd be way younger than the other two. Well, maybe I don't know how that would work Janelle for a war is, thing. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm just going through some of the options here. Um, could do Anna Ferris. I don't know if that type of role would suit her very well. <sighs> hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a bunch of the reboots that are are this way. So I don't know how detrimental they are, or how like ridiculous they are. Um, there aren't really that many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I mean, there's I, really only like Ghostbusters and uh, Ocean's Eight that are like clearly that's what they are. Yeah, and I thought Ghostbusters was actually pretty decent for the most part. I enjoyed it. I was surprised by my enjoyment of it. I mean, it's got like Saturday Night Live cast members, so I, I imagined it would be at least okay. Yeah. Yeah, although the character that I thought was going to be the most annoying was definitely the most annoying. Oh, um, yeah, which one? Uh, shit, I can't remember what the girl's name is, but the one with, like, the the short haircut. I don't know um, in that movie. I would like to see... Wasn't funny. It was always, like, felt too flat for me. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was good. And Chris... Chris Pratt is I would like great. to see Michelle Rodriguez and something like Chris that, Chris Pratt's too. not in that movie. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. No, not Chris Pratt. Which one's the funny Chris? The fat, funny one from... Is that Chris Pratt? In what? In uh, Guardians. It's Chris Pratt, but well, he's yeah, not fat yeah. He's yeah. He's in that movie. He is in Ghostbusters. He's the... No, yeah. no, no. If you're thinking about the yeah. Ghostbusters, re- Ghostbusters reboot, it's the same dude who plays Thor. 
Oh no, you're totally right. It is him. It's not Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's he what plays. I it's not Chris Pratt. He plays a Chris Platt, Pratt character. It's a, you know, he is. It's Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's, plays yeah, a dumb guy, like a, like a goofy dude, which I feel like Chris Pratt plays a lot. Yeah, well, that's his other thing. I mean, that's part of his shtick. Just the, uh, but he's not as appealing as Chris Hemsworth. So Chris Hemsworth is in the movie. <laughs> You know, it's funny to me uh, the the Liam Hemsworth. You no, know, Chris Hemsworth character in that movie. It was he he was slow and um, just stupid. Yes, and stupid. Whereas comedy, Chris yeah. Pratt doesn't. He's not necessarily stupid. He just um he just does like uh, like off time uh, comedy type stuff where he's yeah. just uh, just slightly you know yeah. How to describe that? I know what you mean. It's funny, though. I think, like, Chris Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth, like, they're, they're the same thing. The difference between them is, like, Cameron and Cameron's Cameron's brother. It's like, oh. no. They look similar, but it's like, clearly, one is, like, better the ultimate being. And the other <laughs> one is, like, short end of the stick. Shorter no. end of the stick. No, he got he got all of the acting and performance um, and musical talent. And you you just got the the body to back that up. No, so like I, together you guys would be you guys would be Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> but separate you're both just Liam Hemsworths of different different natures. Uh, that is funny though. I see that a lot with like brothers that are in show business. It's like one of them. I'm like, oh wow, really? They're related, and I'm like, oh man, this guy's not as good. But I don't know. It's tough because it's like, what do you want to ruin? Like, and then it's it has to be something really manly, like A Team or yeah. Um, well, Tombstone, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Expendables. Exp- oh, dude, Expendables. Who the fuck would you cast in that? Fucking all the big name women. Oh, Tina what, Fey. What if we? Like, uh, what if we uh, recast? Tina Fey would immediately make it a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, what if we uh, recast uh, some of the Rambo stuff? Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Who the fuck would we cast as Rambo? Michelle Rodriguez. Oh yeah, that would work. Yeah. It would actually be decent too. Like I would have a lot of fun watching that. Just total Rambo reboot, mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez. I would fucking watch that. The shit out of that. I would say Terminator, but Terminator 3 kind of did that with the female Terminator. Well, plus the main character is Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Oh, that's true too, yeah. Making the Terminator the chick, though. Because to me, I mean, I know Sarah Connor is the main character, but, like, I go f- I go for the Terminator. But the Terminator dies. Yeah, every time, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked 3's Terminator, too. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Yeah, I think that's... Oh, Conan. What about Conan? Oh, my God. Fucking Conan the Barber. Well, they <laughs> have Red Sonia. I haven't actually seen the actual Conan movie so are you serious yeah. what oh, dude you've never seen conan the barbarian or conan nope. the destroyer oh my god i mean destroyer is skippable but it is barbarian and, is. and so is the uh the jason momoa reboot i'm sure i'm sure i haven't is. seen either it's, of them it's much worse than destroyer oh really god <laughs> fucking a man <laughs> Well, what if it was The Rock? What if The Rock did it instead? Oh, God, no. Oh, come on. No. Destroyer's a comedy anyway. He just has too much of a a comedic time. Yeah, he's too much of a happy-go-lucky tough guy. 
It needs to be he more of an asshole he, he can't, like Arnold. He can't be more the the passive strong man. <sighs> That's fair. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. I think it'd be better if it was him. Um, what about Batista? <laughs> what about uh, Batista, though? I don't think he could do it either. He's kind of like The Rock, but even more that way. I'd say. Plus, he's not. He's not built enough. He's huge. No. I, yeah, but The Rock, he's dude. He's not. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's not like he's not like the perfectly sculpted. Um, like, go go look a picture up of Batista back Conan, in his wrestling days. Conan is supposed to be attractive. You don't find Batista attractive. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's kind of weird looking. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a weird looking guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really built. Actually. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a big guy. Six four, and I think he's like two hundred and ninety pounds ish. Well, what's funny is uh, you look at The Rock when he wrestled, and like he's a big dude, right? But you look at him now, and he's a he's a well, fucking he, there's there's a difference between like monster. bodybuilding for wrestling and stuff like that, and then body sculpting. Yeah, well, now now he's like, and like when you watch uh, Pain and Gain or not Pain and Gain, um, the one with Mark Wahlberg and him, uh, I can always mix those two movies up, even though I've only ever seen one of them. Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne Johnson. It's where they like have their their fitness empire, and they accidentally kill a guy, and they're like covering it up. I haven't seen it. But, like, fucking Mark Wahlberg is really ripped, right? But, like, next to The Rock, he looks like a fucking child, dude. It's ridiculous. Mark Wahlberg is also short. Yeah, he's like, all right, you and I, he's, like, short as fuck. But, like, The Rock, even then, like, he just looks fucking so small compared to this monstrosity. Um, So, I mean, you know. But Batista is pretty ripped, though. I didn't realize that he was that crazy. Yeah, he's huge. I mean, you can kind of see that in Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, you never know how much of that is, like, prosthetic, though, like, propped up. But I apparently think, none uh, of it is the answer. Yeah, I just think he's just got a layer of paint on him. Yeah. No, he's he's big. Um, what other wrestler actor is currently trying to make it right now? I mean, John Cena did it for a little while. Nah. If he tanned him up, he could probably do Conan. He did, like, three movies and then just stopped. Yo, yeah, they kind of sucked, so that's probably why. <laughs> I mean, it's because no one could could see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, why well, go see that movie? You just can't can't see him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but as far as Conan goes, I yeah, I, I think John Cena could. I don't know yet yeah, his acting chops. You'd have to get really tanned. Yeah, but nah. this is a movie. You could just fucking make that's him true. tan. That's true. Um. Yeah, and then Jason Momoa already did it. He yeah. did, and it was disappointing. Yeah. Oh, dude, we got to. He do could a have Conan. done a much better job. We got to do a Conan. Cast. I think. I think. Uh, I think he is charge. a good pick for Conan. But yeah. Yeah. the The writers were not very good for that movie. Yeah. Yeah, he does kind of have the Conan. I mean, he's tall, Though dark, his, and fucking... His face looks really weird with that so beard. So, Dwayne... Yeah, I don't like it. It looks really weird. <laughs> and he doesn't have a beard in that Conan movie, and I'm like... You're just used oh, to seeing him a certain way. It's like his chin is just, like, super you know, weird. How, do you, how did you feel about uh, Dwayne Johnson's performance in The Scorpion King? Because that's a serious role. 
And that was one of his first, though, he too. He didn't do anything. He As liked, the Scorpion he game? He had, like, two lines. And it was an Egyptian. God, the fucking... Oh, the animation for that, looking back, it looks so shitty, dude. Dude, it's super God, bad. Uh, it's I think, I think awful. <laughs> I think we could recast it with him as Conan. I don't think it'd be bad. We're doing I mean, right now, I, mean, yeah. I think now we just expect him to be, you know, a comedian. But um, maybe I think we're he not, could pull it off. Maybe we're just not challenging him enough. That's yeah. that's what it is. We're giving him the we're giving him the low hanging fruit. We need to give him that that Conan fruit. That that top of the top of the line fruit, middle of the tree, lush, perfect, ripe for the picking. But you got to reach to get it. That's what we're not challenging the rock enough. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's had plenty of like somewhat serious roles. <laughs> like he just did Skyscraper, where he plays a dude who had his legs blown off. Yeah, but that still seems like a ridiculous. Like, it's okay. it a ridiculous premise, but he was still in a serious role. Did he do it well, Cameron? Um, did you watch it? I have watched it. I didn't watch it. I was thinking about it, but then that was when Movie Pass was, was it like, called again. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my god, skyscraper! If it's not a hoity-toity movie playing in L.A., you aren't gonna go see it. That's how Movie Pass turned near the end. It's like, oh, you can still go see a movie a day, and I click on it. It's like none of these movies. <laughs> you can go see this movie you've never heard of, or this movie you've never heard of that's not playing here because people don't want to go watch a movie they never heard of. Or this movie you've never heard of, but the people aren't going to go watch it because it's not playing here and you can't go see it because no one wants to fucking watch it. God, I wish Fuck. there were more fucking... Well, it didn't do very good. Yeah. Oh, really? It didn't perform, like, money-wise? Um, well, just as far as the ratings go, box office, it got $304.9 million. See, that's fucking... That's The Rock right there. That yeah, Without him, like, if they would have cast John Cena in that movie, 100 million tops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, its its ratings are rotten. Has it at forty seven? IMDb has it five point eight. Metacritic Metacritic has it fifty one percent. So it's not great. Not great. That's not surprising. But if it was anyone else, fifteen points off. The audience score though is sixty four percent. Oh, there you go. There you go. I feel like that's one that yeah, it's probably just not that great. I think that's what it is, Greg. You're you're just so used to him getting the easy way out and taking the easy way with the acting that you just got to look beyond. That's all he has, dude. <laughs> That's all he has is them mediocre roles, if not the joke ones. I wonder if he's like uh, Nick Cage where he just takes anything. That's given to him. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Not not quite to the depths as Nick Cage. He probably yeah. just like skims through it and is like, eh, I kind of like it and then does it. Yeah. It's like, do I have to work out and be in really good shape for it? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. I wonder if I wonder if he like makes yeah, that part of his Nick Cage just asks his manager if he can be absolutely butt fucking crazy in the movie and then <laughs> then he takes it. Yeah, and the answer is yes because he looks in the mirror and it's him. Yeah, so he, he either <laughs> he either has to, he has two roles: he's either butt fucking crazy or he's uh, weirdly stoic. Yeah, yeah, uncomfortably that, that's, stoic. That's like it. It's unnatural. That's all he has. That's true. He, I, I've I've said the same thing about him, though. He makes every movie a little better. I bought Deadfall. I bought the Deadfall movie, and it's on Voodoo. You guys can make that. You can decide for yourselves if Nick Cage makes that movie better. Well, I mean, I have one of his best movies on there, uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah, I think Raising Arizona is also on there. Yeah, but those are so good we have movies like anyway. Two of his best movies. Yeah, the only ones he's good in. 
I don't know, man. I think his best performance ever is in that Deadfall. <laughs> You're going to have to watch it. All of the really great clips from that Nick Cage loses a shit thing are from that movie. That it's it's so fucking over the top. My God. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Conan, that'd be fun to redo with chicks, even though it's already kind of a thing. I mean, this Red Sonia, so yeah. she's kind of like a female Conan. And you get the bonus of having Conan in there. Yeah, there you go. It's basically the third Conan movie. Is it Arnold's Conan? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's nice. in there. Dude, I really think we should do a Conan cast. Who, I, I'm like, we gotta, who, who did you cast female-wise as a Red Sonia or Conan? What? The female Conan, who would you cast for that? Well, there is a female Conan. Her name Red is Red Sonia. Sonia. Yeah, but who would you cast for that? If we were redoing I mean, it. There was already a movie. Who was it? Uh, hold on. Um, but who would you cast that as now? Oh, it was Bridget Nielsen. Uh, I think he said he would do... Um, that's what she looked like in the movie. Mm, disappointing. That's, that's the female Conan. Yeah, it's very 80s right there. Well, it was made she's, in the 80s. She's, she's too petite and slim. I, I want some... Well, uh, she's Rodriguez She's like as tall is, as Conan. What the fuck are she's you talking tall, about? Rodriguez but, is but not a very big no, person either. but I would cast her as Rambo, not as... Uh, not as Conan? Not as Conan. I want... <sighs> yeah, who would Conan be? Like, she's got to be kind of built. Built, yeah. Like, fucking... Almost getting right. a penis we, built, <laughs> like not right. quite there. We gotta, we gotta Still look gotta up some female. female bodybuilders. Then uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it doesn't have to be a bodybuilder. I mean, I mean they took Conan uh, with Arnold, and he was a bodybuilder at the time. No, I know, but he's also Conan a man. Conan was like his first movie. He's also a man, and so if we want to do a female version of Conan, I'd say don't go like taking steroids, taking male supplement female well, I mean, you don't bodybuilders. Have to, you don't have to make them huge, but they can be well-muscled. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. a really, really strong, really in shape, natural weightlifting yeah. female yes. would have to be the Conan. Correct. So none of that like crazy, you know, I don't have breasts anymore, they're pecs, bodybuilding stuff, because that's not... That's not what, what I would imagine. What if they didn't have breasts in the first place? Well, then I guess they, I guess it doesn't matter. But you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. We just like, don't see enough f- strong women on screen. Yeah, like just strong, like naturally, yeah. And just kicking ass like Conan would. I, I mean, I guess Brie Larson did get in really good shape for Brie Larson. for that. She might be. I don't no, know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick her for Conan. I mean, yeah, you, I still you, we think don't. She's too, not strong enough not big enough i don't know it'd, it'd be hard to find but yeah yeah i i don't know uh that would be cool though that's how i would want it done though i wouldn't want it like a crazy yeah muscly like oh i take i take supplements to make myself my testosterone higher I mean, so well, that i can build muscle the the conan the arnold portrayed and that type of body type isn't quite natural for men either no, but I mean, it makes sense for him, to, given what he does in the movie. Right, but... Being Although I can't that, imagine the Wheel of Pain is like a full-body workout. No. Being, being, <laughs> like, being that, <laughs> that ripped, especially like for like Thor and stuff like that, um, being that ripped and that defined on screen, it's they not, have to do ridiculous yeah. stuff, like not drink water for a while. and It's not healthy, yeah. No, so it's not quite natural, 100%, but yeah. Um. Yeah, because to be really big, I mean, you just lift a lot. 
to have the muscle mass, yeah, but you still have a layer of fat and skin that is going to cover it up. You have to get rid of that. And if you want those defined lines, then yeah, there's rules of what you can't have on set. Yeah, and they won't drink water, and you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll they'll dehydrate themselves to make the skin more taut, you know. Um, But yeah, that would be cool, though. I don't know. I I, I just love the Conan lately. Azaria and Castor is female Conan. Azaria from Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. In her barbarian skin? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't have to be crazy. I do like that skin a lot. (laughs) Doesn't have to be crazy ripped, but yeah, just like pretty tough. And like, honestly, like, whoever this person is could totally like fucking outlift us, probably. So we gotta get a Russian chick. A big Russian chick. (laughs) Yeah. Caster. Whose name? Whose name must be Helga or Olga? Um, I mean, the inspiration. <laughs> the inspiration for Zarya was, I think, Alexandra Zarya Zaryanova. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, is that just her full name, Alexandra Zarya? No, I think that might just be Zarya's full name. Yeah, sorry. Um, inspiration is. Who was it? I think it's I know the, the weightlifting. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. I've seen her before. I've seen her doing like tree trunk lifts, and I'm like Tamara. Fuck, Tamara. Says tree, just like got the tree, moving Cam the tree. Cam just wants somebody who can crush a watermelon with their thighs. He wants someone that can crush a tree trunk with their thighs. That's mm. what he wants. The watermelon is old news. <laughs> I want you to make toothpicks out of this fucking stump. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara Baklicheva. You find it? Um, maybe. Yeah, something like that though. That'd be cool. Um, I just think we need more Conan though, dude. I I, I I'm so excited. I told Joe this the other day. I was like, man, I can't wait till I get done with World of Final Fantasy and Sekiro and all this other shit, so I can finally get back to what counts. Conan Exiles. <laughs> like, all this other shit's just in the way. You know, I'm just trying to, like, move it out of my way. Schweiss and Johnson, the Game of Thrones, all this other crap. Like, at the end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel is just Conan. And I'm, I'm just fucking holding on to that hope. And that's the only thing that keeps me going. <laughs> he's, just, he's just, like, in a dark tunnel, and the light at the end of it is just a shining statue of Arnold. Yeah, yeah, and I can just ever, <laughs> ever, ever louder, the Conan theme kicks in as I approach the end of these numerous podcasts of mine. And, like, oh, just, God. like, that's the only thing that keeps me going. <laughs> keeps me, keeps me, keeps me alive. Uh, do we have the Conan movies on uh, Voodoo? I don't think we have them on Voodoo. No, we should probably buy those. Though I have the f- I have the first one on Blu-ray, and I thought I had added it, but maybe it didn't come with a digital copy. We'll have to look and see if we can get them. Because there's technically four of them in that universe. There's Cole, and then there's Conan the Barbarian. Then there's Conan the Destroyer, and then there's Red Sonia. Oh, okay. Maybe we can so find like a four pack on so there's like Voodoo, four and then there's the reboot with Jason Momoa. So there's like five movies for us to watch. And there's a lot of books too, right? Uh, well, the collection thing that I have on Audible has all of them. How many is it? Uh, I can't remember how many it is, but it's like thirty-two hours long. I think I I think the chat on Discord 
And I know this is a weird place to bring it up, and you guys are probably waiting to hear about From Software, and but, it's been almost an hour. But if you also want more Robert E. Howard stuff, there's uh, Solomon Kane. Oh, didn't uh, didn't Robert Jordan do some Conan stuff too? I think so. Yeah. There you go. If you want overly detailed to to the point of ludicrousness, Conan, you could do Robert Jordan's as well. Some Conan uh, comic <laughs> books. I remember that used bookstore in Spanish. They had some Robert Jordan Conan stuff, and I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know he did that, and then I moved on. But I just remember seeing it. Uh, yeah. I know that this is a weird place to bring it up, but I honestly, <laughs> uh, in the chat, Disa was talking about how books, like for her reading club that she does on uh, Goodreads. Mm-hmm. They just count a book if it's just been released by itself as like a whole book. And I'm kind of thinking maybe that's how we can. Well, it's a good idea to approach it because I know we at first we were like doing novel, novella, like novellas don't count, only a novel. But I think we should maybe revisit that because in the spirit of just reading more, counting those shorter books, like all the Conans, like if you read, well, listen to Conans, all of them. The Conans and the uh, um, Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes books weren't really released as books at first. They were just stories in, like, magazines. Yeah, serial novels. Or even serial standalones. That's what those are called. <laughs> uh, like, Tale of Two Cities, um, that was released as a serial novel. A lot of H.P. Lovecraft's stuff was also in that same way. And so, like, all of his stuff is collected into the Necronomicon. Yeah. I guess that make, that adds another... That makes it tough. Because so there, they all have like their own collections where there's like all of them in one place, but they weren't originally released as books. Although Hounds of the Baskerville was released as a separate book for Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so if it's released as a separate book, I say count them separately, um, and it, that's like the way we can make up for the kids' books not counting. I say because I just told people to log them as comic books. Because like Boy, there's there books. like Doctor Seuss shit like people there have been people that have hogged that as a book and I'm like no that's a little ridiculous if I'm over here reading like a fucking really deep history book and like it counts as much as Cat in the Hat like I don't fucking think so bro <laughs> I don't fucking think so uh, but yeah I don't know I kinda... I, I wouldn't count anything that's ten pages long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think counting them as a comic is fine because comics are not worth a whole lot of points anyway. Uh, and it I is mean, yeah, reading something. It's weird to count though. Period. Like it's there's like thirty pages in a comic book, and then there's like ten or fifteen in a children's book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to add a new category for it though. It seems kind of ridiculous. I mean, I just wouldn't add it. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't I mean, either. Why the fuck are you reading Green Eggs and Ham in the first place? Probably like, reading I mean, if you're reading there. it to your kid, then that's fine, but that's not really for you. It's for them. It's true. You're still reading it, though. Because they can't. I mean, it's like if I were reading a book for you're, school. You're, you're reading Green Eggs and Ham to a child because they cannot read it. That's Therefore, fair. you are the audio. You're the audible for that child. True, but that doesn't mean you didn't read it yourself. Because to, to, to speak written words, you must read them first. Yeah, but... So that would be... If I were to do an audiobook, so like if I do the LibriVox thing, which I'm thinking about trying, and do recordings of me reading books, I'm going to count that as me reading the book, even though I'm reading it out loud. Like, 
You're going to have to voice each character. I know. You're going to be good at that? I don't know. I want to try it, though. I think it'd be fun to get into that stuff. And then when I get a new a new that's what, place... That's what makes or breaks a good uh, narrator. Yeah, their voices. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think that's just going to add to the value of making a room in my next house that's just podcast studio. Like, soundproofed, fucking quiet, free zone that's not wide open like here. And we can do the real work. Mm-hmm. The goods. So, yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Audible stuff, you you remember that book that we stopped uh, on for our book club thing? That we yeah, Tagana. Yeah, Tugana. I remember. I finished it. It was real heavy with patriotism, and it was stupid. Yeah, you didn't I liked like- <laughs> about I liked about exactly half of it. Jeez, I liked a lot. I liked the concept. The overall concept is actually pretty sweet. But these characters, like, so basically, what it's about for people who don't know is like this fucking wizard king gets fucking pissed off that uh, this country, like, killed his son, so he fucking invades them, destroys, like, all of their people, and fucking erases that name from history. So no one outside of the people who are born in that country who are left know what the name of that country is. Which is fucking sweet. He's just like, fuck that place. And then, uh... And then what the story ends up being about is, like, this group of people are trying to kill him so that his spell will end and that, uh, you know, their na- the name of their country can finally be spoken and people can hear it. And, uh, one of, like, two of the characters were, like, literally one years old when this event happened. And they're like, we gotta fight for Tagana! Oh, I'm I'm crying because like oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm so patriotic, and I'm just like, how are you patriotic? You never knew what this was. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it was like it, it really made me angry. I was like, fuck you! You cannot have that. That's so dumb. <laughs> and then the other characters who were trying to fight for it were like 15 when it happened. So it's like. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that. You don't, you don't even know what your country was? <laughs> I didn't like what I read, which was like the first 20 pages. Um, <laughs> For the first 20 pages. It's really slow. Yeah, oh, I know. I fucking, I remember. <laughs> it's, it's very slow. Um, yeah, yeah. Hardly any action <laughs> until like the very end. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, well, should we talk about From Software here for a little bit? Yes. Now that we're almost an hour in. Yeah. Yes, we should. Talk Conan about cast it. coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not soon enough, but soon. God, we gotta we gotta watch all the movies. I How, seriously do. I want to watch all of those movies, including the reboot. How fucking cool would that be if we actually did that, though? Like, I think that'd be like, fucking. What, what sweet. are what are we qualifying in this Conan cast? Everything. I would like to do the stories, the books, which I'm already reading. Yeah, the books, mm. the movies, and the then, games, and then the movies, board games. How many? Well, yeah, we have the board game, which we need to play still. Yeah, because I spent fucking sixty dollars on it because I didn't want to pay no hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking. Oh, what else? How many games are there? I know there's Conan Exiles, but I'm pretty sure there's like one other one that came out. At least, there's probably more. There probably are. 
I think there's like two MMO ones, and I know Exiles was one, but I'm pretty sure there was another one too. All right, let's look. Uh, just to quantify a Conan cast. Conan video games. List of games based on Conan the Barbarian. Okay, so we have Conan D&D supplements, Conan role-playing game, G-U-R-P-S Conan, Conan the role-playing game, Robert E. Howard's Conan, Adventures in an Age of... Undreamed Undreamed of. I don't know why it's undreamed of on there. Hall of Volta... Conan the Sumerian, Conan the Mysteries of Time, Conan 2004, Conan 2007, I remember those, Age of Conan Unchained, Conan Tower of the Elephant, Conan Exiles, and Age of Hyboria. Wait, they made a game of the Tower of the Elephant? Such a short story. How do you make a game of that? I don't know, but oh, there it's is... an iOS game? I don't think we could play it. It's probably gone now. Probably. Yeah, Unchained is another MMO. I knew it. I knew there was at least one other one. Fuck, man, really? There's fucking... Oh, shit. For PS3. And what is that one? A third-person perspective. Uh, what the fuck one is that on? Is that just on PC? Because it doesn't list a... You know, that is weird that it doesn't list it. Oh, God, that looks like shit. Uh, it looks like it's a PC game. PS2? Oh, oh no man. way. PS, a PS2 and a PS3 oh, fucking Conan game. No way. It's not... It, it's like an okay it looking... Good. Dude, oh, fuck, I want to play it so bad, though. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Exiles isn't good either. <laughs> We're well, not here Exiles for the quality. Is fun, though. We're here for the fucking awesomeness. I, I bet you that game's a glitch whore, too. Probably. I just fucking... I had like a 51 on PC. What if the whole premise of Conan is it's like a... It's like a Matrix-style thing, and like the glitches are just like the the Matrix breaking down and no one doing maintenance on the servers. Yeah. And like, that's what Exiles is really about. They changed uh, <laughs> the recipe for hardened steel. What? Yeah. What is it now? Um, it requires steel and black ice. Oh, what? No, oh, Black Ice is easy to get, though. I don't even know where that is. You don't? No, dude. You, you get ice, and then you, like, purify it no. through the year No, there's actual guy. Black Ice you have to harvest. Yeah, but you can purify it, too, with the your mirror thing. All right, guys, we should just stop the podcast now and yeah. go play Conan Exiles. <laughs> and then come back. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right, so we played some exile. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> Sadly, we would be much happier if we did. Yeah, but we're d- stuck playing Sekiro and fucking Deus Ex Demon Machina. I'm the only one playing that, unless Cam Cam gets it. I, I don't think he's gonna get it. You should Cam Cam maybe play, play it with me. Uh, so Cam or Caleb. Tell us about From Software. Okay, so From Software emerged from the depths on November 1st, 1986. Uh, they were originally a disk-based software. Uh, they originally made disk-based software used for producing information for, like, documents, presentations, worksheets, databases, you know, and stuff like that. Stuff that would go in, a, in an office environment. Okay, were they called From Software then? Yes. Okay. And uh, when they heard that Sony was making a game console that was disc-based instead of the cartridge that was all the rage for, like, Nintendo and Sega and whatever else, uh, they decided that making games wouldn't cost a lot for them to switch over to making because they were already working with discs. That's a very bizarre... And that's why they got into gaming. It's an odd conclusion to make. (laughs) 
Yeah. We already make a disc. So might as well spend you know forty million dollars making video <laughs> games. Uh, so the first game that they made was Kingsfield, a PS1 launch title. Um, it was a first-person RPG in which you explore a medieval world in search of your father, uh, who disappeared in some uh, underground crypt. Um, the game was a success, even though it kind of received mixed reviews. Um, it was also among the first 3D RPGs and would include a lot of elements that would be later used for a very familiar series. Oh, Christ. There's like fucking seven Kingsfield games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so while Kingsfield would, uh, the first Kingsfield would never leave Japan, its sequel did, and Kingsfield 2 and 3 became Kingsfield 1 and 2 over here. Oh, God. Final Fantasy all over again? Uh, yeah. Did they release the first one ever? Uh, it's only in Japan still. Okay, as long as they do that, it's kind of okay. But when they come out with it later, then it breaks people's minds. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played four back in the day, or two, and now it's not two. It was actually 12 the whole time. Oh my fucking God! Yeah, not good. Um, in July 1997, would see the birth of Armored Core. Oh, God. Ooh. The series where you play as customizable giant robots. While people love the gameplay, they dislike the lack of any actual storyline. Sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe, Armored Core jump-started from software's fame in the industry and helped them continue to make games. Yeah, they also continue to not give us stories. <laughs> 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 Their initial criticism, they're like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Shove it. We're going to continue that. And you're going <laughs> to fucking like it. Uh, in 1998, Shadow Tower would reveal itself as a conceptual clone of uh, Kingsfield in nearly every way, with only a few uh, differing key factors, such as uh, the story was basically the same thing as Diablo. You would uh, you would go into a tower and try to save the town from demons. Um and then a lack, there was also a lack of leveling uh, in the game. Instead, they had a tradi- uh, of the traditional leveling system. They had uh, a, a hidden, like the hidden effort values of Pokemon, like the very first Pokemon games and mm. a few after. Uh, you would have to kill specific enemies in order to raise specific stats. Uh, and then they also had items that would allow you to select certain stats to upgrade. Oh, okay, okay. So it was a, a weird RPG in that way. And then also with the uh, the strength was not how you upgraded your attack power. It upgraded your health instead. Huh. So it confused a shitload of people. Oh, so that sounds familiar. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, that's great. Thanks for <clears throat> taking my stat away. Did it have a little flame icon in the corner that was like, hey, now it's permanent. <laughs> Fucking I, idiot. I <laughs> Maybe. I don't oh, know. Okay. okay. Um. It also featured item durability in the game and the ability to actually block with your shield, whereas before it was only added as a uh, item defense. Oh, thing. so you actually used it? Yeah, so just, you actually you actively used it. In it's not just a Diablo of, one thing where it's yeah. just there. It became a thing where you could actually sh- block the attacks as well. As and, and your favorite item de- uh, de- degradation, yep, item durability. Yeah. Also, in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, but in 1999 here in the U.S. was Echo Knight, a first-person survival horror game. Uh, the, the story surrounds a man named Richard who seeks to find out what happened to a ship called the Orpheus. Uh, it had a really interesting <laughs> idea of how to... Uh, I must find the Orpheus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Orpheus. The third hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's behind the knee. Um, so uh, it, don't spoil it. it. <laughs> I bet you no one's played that game, and now they already know. They know the ending. It's behind the knee. <laughs> That's not the. It ending was there either. all along. Okay, uh, it had it had a really interesting way of getting out of uh, out of danger because there would be ghosts that would come in and try to attack you, uh, and so the way that you would avoid that would be to turn the lights on. Oh, okay. You had to go and turn the lights on so that the ghosts would go away. Um, it was also the first from software game to feature multiple endings depending on what you choices you made and if you grab certain items. Um, from Software gained a lot of experience in creating horror from these games because they made more than one. Uh, Echoes Night 2, The Lords of Nightmare, wouldn't be released outside Japan, and I don't think the third game was either. Oh, okay. Uh, on June 16th, 1999, From Software released a video game apt- adaptation of a manga in Japan uh, on PlayStation called Spriggan Lunar Uni- uh, Lunarverse. Uh, it can be played by one or two players. Uh, the game introduced the concept of making a 3D action-adventure game. So they kind of pioneered that. Uh, it was a lot like uh, what would later be Devil May Cry, Ninja Gaiden, God of War, a lot of those later action-y hack-and-slash-type games. Nice. Um, and, and an anime for that uh, manga or game, whatever, is apparently coming to Netflix pretty soon. Um, and then with the coming of the PS2 from software, wanted to make Kingsfield again, but this time in the form of Eternal Ring, uh, a first-person RPG where you play as a mage. It received mixed reviews, but was praised for its graphics, which if you look it up, it does not look that great. Um, it was a PS2 launch title and is actually one of the few PS2 games to actually get put on the PS4. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. We yep. can play it. You can play it, and it has trophies. Oh, God. Why is that on there? Is it is it good? It was a PS2 uh, launch title, and so uh, I guess that's one of the reasons it made it on there. Huh. Because they, they probably had the licensing for uh, that. Is probably a lot why. of people it had a lot of mixed reviews as far as like gameplay. Like Some people enjoyed it. Some people found it was weird, but uh, it was highly praised for its early on graphics. But it was it's definitely a PS2 launch title and you can tell fuck dude because it looks like a ps1 game (laughs) all right um another ps2 launch title from from software was first person shooter or first person act uh was the the first third person action rpg uh they made evergrace uh for featured two unique characters with their own storylines it also featured a special paper doll mechanic which made the characters appear in the equipment that you gave them so which isn't a common thing in an rpg um it also the the reviews for that one the, they found the game to be kind of run-of-the-mill so it's fairly standard uh, type of game uh, didn't really do anything too new outside of being able to have uh, the equipment be what it was instead of just like whatever the character was drawn as. Okay. Um, it also featured a plot that sounds pretty close to what Thirteens is. Oh, really? Yeah, they have like special glyphs which cause harm to people uh, if they like find them like the words that will appear and stuff like that the signs of the lassie or whatever so it's kind of like a weird similar thing going on hmm. 
Uh, and then August 3rd, 2000, had the epic return of Armored Core with its second game. Weirdly, the game didn't support the DualShock, but was highly praised for smooth, fast-paced gameplay and was extremely well-received. Oh, fucking God, really? Yep. Extremely well-received? This is why uh, it's one of the reasons they kept going and were able to keep making games, because Armored Core 2 was apparently really good. Uh, The devs got... I believe it. The devs got high for a while (laughs) in the last part of the 2000s and made a game vastly different than anything they had made. I was going to make make Armored Core, but Uh, then I got high. The Adventures of Cookie and Cream, a lighthearted puzzle game in which the players would control two bunnies named Cookie and Cream. Uh, You controlled controlled both bunnies bunnies at the same time, and you tried to get uh, both of them to cross the finish line uh, before the timer would run out. Uh, there's actually a DS port for it, and it was released in 2007. So that was uh, an interesting thing that they did. Wow, uh, we had to get that. What about a, what about a from software from podcast? We call it from podcast. Yeah, I'm kidding. We we already done like half of them on this show. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, I know, but enough. They, they have a lot of games. The ones that matter. a lot more than you would think. I don't know if for answer matters, but all right. It's not just for answer. Uh, in 2004, From Software was first graced with the presence of its future overlord and CEO, Hidetaka Miyazaki. Uh, after obtaining his degree in social science, a friend told him to play Aiko. Uh, after playing the game, Miyazaki decided on a career change into video games. <laughs> and at 29, became a game planner for Armored Core Last Raven for, at From Software. After a few other gaming places wouldn't accept him, he chose to join uh, From Software. Oh, man, that guy's awesome. Uh, he later would direct Armor Core for answer. God, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Never mind, I take it back. <laughs> uh, like, this game is so good, you are now the director of everything. Except for Dark Souls 2. Uh... An action RPG was in the works, but was uh, all but scrapped, and Miyazaki saw it as his chance to make anything he wanted. Um, it was also assumed that since it wasn't expected to do well, it wouldn't backfire on him, so he wouldn't have any consequences for making a game that didn't sell. Oh, that's fair. Um, but why would you go into a game think, oh, you know, this game's not going to sell, so well, let's do it anyway. I think it's a good way to prove yourself. Like, you can go crazy. Yeah, but why would like, you ever invest money into a thing you didn't expect to actually make you money? I don't know. They're just dumb uh, I, sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But that game would become Demon Souls. Mm. Uh, initially, it didn't sell well, especially after a poor demo showing at the Tokyo Gamescom in 2009. But it eventually picked up after people in Japan heard about its intense difficulty and fast-paced gameplay. Uh, And then Atlas distributed outside of Japan after Sony didn't want to. Yeah. Um, After the success of Dark Souls, Sony uh, was approached from... uh, from software is approached by Sony. Sony. Yeah, there you go. Um, with the idea of making a new exclusive, uh, Miyazaki was excited by the idea of making an eighth gen game. So he supervised Dark Souls two while working on the massively popular Bloodborne. Oh wait, what about Dark Souls one? That was uh, the generation before. Yeah, it was on um, PS three. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that an exclusive for PS three? 
No. no. Uh, Dark Souls came out on both Xbox 360 oh. and Oh, you PS3. just kind of didn't talk about the first Dark Souls. Well, you only talked about Demon. Dark Souls, yeah. No, I guess did. Demon's the catalyst Demon, for it all. Yeah, Demon was the catalyst for it all. And it wasn't and, exclusive. But Dark Souls because, was well-received, though, too. And because uh, Demon Souls was an exclusive, they wanted to kind of bring it out more. Yeah, yeah. And so they basically copied the entire DNA of Demon Souls. And made Dark Souls. And made Dark Souls. And Sony which was became, cool with it, oddly. And which became... In- incredibly popular and that's yeah. why uh sony wanted bloodborne yeah yeah because they, they they probably felt duped because they released dark souls and it's like this is just demon souls but better what the fuck you owe us something it gives yep. bloodborne <laughs> and he gave him bloodborne which is a fantastic game. fuck yeah, uh, dude. Oh, yeah yep so before bloodborne was released uh miyazaki was promoted to the company president in 2014 that's uh, crazy he fucking started as just like a, a planner and then he's 10 like 10 years he made it to ceo god that's like that's like hironobu sakaguchi style of power right there just like yeah, yeah. i am your god and they're like yes you are uh he returned, yes, you are. <laughs> he returned to directing for dark souls 3 and a month after dark souls 3 he stated that his desire to stop developing the souls games um so miyazaki was also rewarded with a, a lifetime achievement award in 2018 at the golden joystick awards for his work with the souls series um, people have called him an Artur of gaming, and he was given a huge reward for that. Yeah, I mean, Dark I've, Souls has had a massive impact on gaming, and a lot of people have been inspired by it. I've said that I think it's probably the purest form of game. It is like gaming at its most pure form. I, I do think that's what the Souls games are because it's yeah. just fucking gameplay. Like, there's a little bit of story here and there, but it's anal retentive precision gameplay and it's like you break it all down and that's a game that's what a game is i don't know it just seems perfect and it's so fucking frustrating but it's it's still yep so i get it and some of his uh biggest influences uh mostly literary are hp lovecraft which you can obviously see in demon souls and bloodborne yeah Uh, bram stoker is a huge influence for bloodborne and uh, George R. R. Martin, who is he? Who he is working with for Elden Ring? Yeah, dude. Okay, here's the name of the. So you know how we call it the Soulsborne games now. Yeah. Now we're gonna call it the Elden Seki Soulsborne. <laughs> and like, I'm like, is that like a hidden menu item at fucking <laughs> at a restaurant? Is that like a specialty from a prostitute? Like the Elden Seki Soulsborne, please. Did you practice that? I did. I was I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, "What are we going to call these games?" And I was like, "Seki Soulsborne." And I was like, "Oh no, Elden Rings." So then it's Elden Seki Soulsborne, and like if you say it fast enough, it's just like, "What the fuck? What are you saying?" Elden Seki Soulsborne. Yeah, you know, don't you play the Elden Seki Soulsborne games? It's like ah, <laughs> what? I still no. think that we can overall classify them as like Soulsborne games, as in like the type of gameplay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sekiro is a little different, but I would still classify it as definitely. It's in pretty that. similar. It's just that it's not an RPG, and so that changes a lot of its gameplay. Yeah, it still has that feel though, for sure. And right. especially when it's pounding your balls into dust, that's when you're like, "Yeah, this is right. This is about right. Mm. This is the level of suffering required to be <laughs> Soulsborne." <laughs> uh. I'm so excited for Elden Ring. And the cool thing about these guys is they don't fucking take forever to make stuff. Like, That's Sekiro true. wasn't announced that long ago. It was announced at the same time that they announced uh, um, that other Japanese game. 
Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And I was like way more impressed by ghosts, but now I'm like really impressed with this one. Dude, I can't wait for ghosts. So. I love Okay, see, one of the things I love about Sekiro is basically the entire aesthetic. I yeah, Feudal I Japan. Love, yeah, I love that shit. And yeah. there's not many games that do that and for some Sekiro reason. And Sekiro looks fucking amazing, Oh, it too. looks really fucking good, yeah. I surprisingly like that good was, for that was, that was one of the things that I was, like, super impressed by uh, is, is its visuals. And it's not that their other games look bad, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like, mm. it's not really about that. But this one, like... The first fight you get in, it's like fucking amazing. Yeah. One of the, the reasons that it actually looks so good is that they uh, opened up a new, um, uh, a new branch specifically to make their uh, their CGI stuff that they the uh, their CGI assets that they can just use for any of their games. Oh, so nice! That, like they have an entire section that only does that. Oh, so they really, they really so push the bar so they with can, Sekiro. So they can make games even faster, basically. Oh, fuck, dude. I nice. Fucking God. They come out with <laughs> shit so... It, it seems like it doesn't take them very long. Like, no. maybe it's the way they announce it, but, like, I don't think Elden Ring is gonna... Elden Ring is gonna take yeah, that I'll, long. I'll, uh, I'll bring up the list of games in a moment. And All right. It off to you, and you can see just how quickly they put out shit. All right, I'll stop cutting you off then. All right. So uh, Miyazaki has said that the game's difficulty wasn't really on purpose, but was part of the process to of a want to give players a sense of accomplishment while also incentivizing players to experiment with their game. Um, he also said that he doesn't dislike direct storytelling, but feels like players get more out of the game when they have to find things out for themselves. That's true. And that's one thing that I like about... I mean, that's that's kind of what reading does to people, you know, the mm. experience of reading. It's like, and this is one thing that, I don't know, Joe and I kind of disagree on, and I, I feel like it's less of a disagreement than I think it is. But, like, he'll always look at, like, okay, what was their intent? Like, what was the author's intent? What did this mean? What did that mean? And I'm like, I, I kind of like just making it what it means to you, because I feel like that's kind of the point. And it's important to know what they mean by certain things, because there are some things that are definitely projections of the creators. Right. But I feel like that's where most of the joy comes from, is your experience with it. And, like, that's why certain songs will resonate with you, even though they're, you know, I mean, not everyone, everyone has different experiences, and the yeah, stuff like, they live through that makes you what you are today. Yeah. And you're going to perceive, you know, things differently than everyone else. Yeah, it's, it's just, like... It might be small, and the author might want to get you to get to an idea, but the way you get to the idea is your your own. Yeah, but, and it's like when you know certain songs come out, like if you're in a hard place in your life, like you remember those songs, and you're like, mm. yes, I really loved that. You know, like for me, it was you know, like Corn's Coming Undone came out like when I was you know fucking homeless right. in Salt Lake City, and so that song resonates with me more than Freak on a Leash for a lot of reasons. Because one, I'm not a freak. Not, well, I mean, I am kind of, but I'm like not a social. <laughs> An antisocial, like, eh, like who corn appeals to normally. Yeah. Like, that's not me. Um, and, like, that that resonates really well with me. Same with, like, Shine Down from Godsmack and, like, Speak. All those I'm came sure. out around the, the same time, and, like, it was a big impact on me at that moment. So, like, it means more than what it meant to them when they made it, perhaps. Right. Um, and I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. And I think they do that really well. And almost too well to the point of criticism on some of the Souls games where it's like, what am I fucking doing here again? Like, killing the Lords of Ember? Like, why? Why am I putting the fire out? Like, Well, I mean, they sort of give you enough at the beginning. Yeah, maybe it's the 60 hours it takes to beat it because you get your ass kicked (laughs) so much that you forget why you're doing all this shit. But, yeah, that's it's an interesting style, and I I Mm -hmm. think they've... They're one of the few that do it that way. 
Like, yeah, I don't really right. see it, see it elsewhere. So that's a good point. Yep. Bring up. Uh, and up until Demon Souls was released, from most of From Software's uh, impressive list of games for either mech games, <laughs> and not just including Armor Core. <laughs> oh, they made more. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Or, or were licensed to anime games. Uh, in 2014, Jesus. alongside Miyazaki's promotion, uh, Katakawa Corp actually bought FromSoft uh, from the shareholders uh, Transcosmos. Trans- uh, <laughs> Transcosmos? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, from Software was nominated for Dev of the Year in 2015, but lost to, can you guess who? 2015? Yeah. Naughty Dog? No. Uh... Sony? No. They lost to CD Projekt Red, who oh, had just yeah. released oh, Witcher The Witcher 3. 3. Yep, yep, Fuck, yep. I should have known that. That was the same year. Oh, no, that wasn't the same year. I think Last of Us was right after. Because I remember Witcher 3. Or no, no, Last of Us was before. Because Last mm-hmm. of Us had like, they're like, oh my god, this has the most game of the years of all time. And then like five months later, <laughs> Witcher 3 comes out and it's like, not anymore, motherfucker. We got like 12 <laughs> more. We are the kings. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then in 2016, I just told you that they added a new studio that focused entirely on the CGI assets for their games to use. And then, of course, in 2019, under Miyazaki's supervision, came Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. You will die many more than twice, though. <laughs> and that is, that is where we are currently at because Elden Ring is still not... Uh, uh, Announced, like well, I mean, it's been announced, but its release date has not yet been uh, shown. So Sekiro, we got, we got it in March of this year. Yeah, we got March this year, and they announced it. I think it was the 2017 one because it was the one where Sony like basically jerked off on all the others. Because remember, it was the big God of War one. It was that same Mm -hmm. one because it had that Ghost of Tsushima initial announcements then it had Seki Rose announcement which I was like eh oh, that was before I got really into him plus it looked kind of generic like compared to Ghost of Tsushima I'm like there's clearly a better Japanese game here and I'm like well maybe not the one I thought but we, we haven't tried Ghost yet because it's not out yeah nor does it have a fucking release I don't, date I don't expect it to be out for like another year yeah yeah um, but they, these guys actually release their games so it's out and so I'm wondering like how like I, I gotta look at the timeline for when they said they started with Sekiro because on Elden Rings it said they started it in 2017. It's when they initially started developing it um, with George R. R. Martin. Which well, is, they started Bloodborne like while they started. It's Dark like Souls they're too. trying to jerk me yeah, off, but they had, like, and no one two else. Different teams working on them. So <laughs> yeah, it's like they're trying to jerk me and James from Schweiss and Johnson off, and that's it. And the whole world, like, like these guys. These guys like their fucking Soulsborne games, and they like their their Game of Thrones. Fucking yes. I mean, both yes. of them are brutal in their own way. So they are, yeah. And one of so, them you just sit there though, and the other one you just get fucked. All right, so I got the list of games developed by From Software. All okay, right. do you have like sales data and stuff? I don't have any sales unless I like specifically look at the game. Oh, okay. Uh, so Kingsfield uh, was d- released in December 16th, 1994, was one of the PS1 launch titles. Uh, Kingsfield 2 was released a, uh, in July 21st, 1995, so it didn't even take a full year 
for that one to uh, to be released. Kingsfield Two was exactly a year la- or almost a full year later, with June twenty first, nineteen ninety six. Armor Core was released July tenth, nineteen ninety seven. Armor Core Project Phantasma was released December fourth, nineteen ninety seven. So not much time between those. Uh, Shadow Tower was released June 25th, 1998. Echo Knight was August 13th, 1998. Armor Core, Master of the Arena, was February 4th, 1999. Spriggan Lunarverse was July or June 16th, 1999. And that's all their PlayStation games. Or, uh, oh, Echo Knight 2, The Lord of Nightmares. That one's also a PlayStation game. Uh, Frame Grade, or Gride, I'm not sure how you'd say that. Uh, was a Dreamcast game, and it came out in July 15th, 1999. Uh, Eternal Ring was March 4th, 2000. Evergrace was uh, April 27th, 2000. Armor Core 2 was also 2000. Um, Cooking Cream was mm. 2000. Armor Core 2, Another Age was 2001. Forever Kingdom, 2001. Kingsfield 4, 2001. Got and some Armor cream Core for your 3, cookie. <laughs> 2002. And that's, uh, and then Armor feeling. Core Silent Line <laughs> in 2003. Silent Line. I have to go through all these Armored Core games and see what their scores are. And I've got a, uh, I'm interested in. I've and got an other PS2 ones. Elden Seki Soulsborne for that cream or that cookie. That cookie you know and cream. It's on the DS. <laughs> play it on, play is it, it on. and it was released here too, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it was released Jesus here. Jesus Christ. Fucking I can't even imagine that. It's like I wonder if it's actually really brutal. It's like just insanely hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fucking rabbits. It doesn't I saw some gameplay of it. It doesn't look hard. Basically, maybe, maybe it, were, it's just a puzzle game. Like, yeah, one of the characters you have to like step on buttons, and then like when you hold a, uh, like step on that button, then the other bunny can like cross the path. Hmm. It's just a, it's like a puzzle game. You have to like figure it out. Like that two brothers game. Yeah, yeah that's it's, what it it's, reminds it's, me it's of the like that, but you run along a course and you have to like get to the finish line before the timer runs out. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Lost Kingdoms for the GameCube in two thousand two. Uh, Otogi Myth of Demons on Xbox in 2002. Um, Murakumo Renegade Mech Pursuit for Xbox in 2002. Renegade Mech Pursuit. Yep. How, how much influence did the Armored Core have on that? I'm I'm not sure, but Armored Core, they had made like five games of Armor, five or six games of Armored Core before this. Mm-hmm from just spin-offs and then going up to Armored Core 3 so it probably has some uh they like to make their games fairly similarly if uh Kingsfield is any uh standpoint um Thousand Land for Xbox uh, which was March 20th 2003 uh Lost Kingdoms 2 for the GameCube in 2003 uh Shadow Tower Abyss which was a sequel to the first Shadow Tower but was uh only in Japan, I believe, in two, uh, 2003. Otogi 2, Immortal Warriors uh, for Xbox. Uh, Nebula Echo Knight, Armor Core Nexus, and Kuon, another horror game. And Armor Core Ninebreaker uh, were all in 2004 for the PS2. Uh, Armor Core Formula Front for the PSP. Uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. 
which is another mech game for Xbox, December twenty second, two thousand four. God, you're fucking killing me. Yeah, yeah. This is, they make a bunch of just RPGs and mech games. That's all they do. As this uh, list just goes on, how this, many are there? How many what total games? Um, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, God. eighteen. It's funny because they 20, don't. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, including oh. Elden Ring. Oh, 69. Yeah. Elden Ring's going to be 69. It's going to fucking rock. And uh, how many years has the studio again been in operation? Not it, that fucking long, dude. It started, first came out in 94. It's, uh, it, yeah, so it's been in 24 years since I wonder what, From Software. What the average is for games. studios and how many games they put out. Because, you know, the Activision slash... Um, well, Activision doesn't is just develop, though, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think. I don't know if they've ever developed... The studios that push out the Call of Duties and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think they even do that. Because now it's only once every, like, three years per studio. Um, that's a lot. That's impressive. That's Final Fantasy is... I mean, they don't even make all of their games. They outsource some of them, and they yeah. they don't have that many games. They're, they're, it's nowhere near that many games. Square might, but I, I again, I'd have to look and see what ones they actually outsourced or what because they publish too. Square I'd also Enix like is a to see a spread of when they were putting out the most amount of games, and if they started slowing down in recent years f- I, to focus on quality. I think they have because if you look at it, they've got sixty nine games, but since two thousand ten, you know, we've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's the count cast. After Demon Souls, it kind of slowed down a little bit. Fifteen in the yeah. last nine years, and out of sixty-nine since out of sixty-nine, around. yeah. So they they're slowing down, and I think they've also. It's interesting looking at it because they they used to do a lot of random shit, right? Like they were all kind of stuff that seemed like it was working towards what they eventually would become with Souls and yeah, the each Armored game, Core. The, the reason I listed off those specific games is because uh, those specific games each added uh, an aspect that would be eventually used in Demon Souls. Yeah. Which became the standard for Dark Souls and on. Right. And I think once they got to Demon Souls, they really knew what they wanted to do. And they still made the Armored Cores back then. Um, and I, I would be surprised if they don't come out with another Armored Core. I really would. Um, I think it's going to happen. Well, From Software said that they were working on two games. Um, one of them is Elden Rings. When they announced Elden Rings, and they still haven't announced the second one. I bet you it's an Armored Core. And I'm hoping it's an Armored Core. I really yes. think it's a fucking Armored Core, dude. And yes. I think they've found what they are good at, and they're going to stick with that. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, Armored Core, You can, if you think they're good at it, then that's that'll be part of it. But. <laughs> well, they have, like... <laughs> nearly 30 fucking armor core games so i mean you look at the last ones you've got a game called uh Deracine. i don't even know what the, the fuck it's a vr game oh is it yep okay so they came out with a real artsy looking vr game that's not super loved um but they've got the last few it's dark souls 2 Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter Diary, Poka Poka, Our <laughs> Village DX, 
whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. Dark Souls 3, the Dira, Dira Sine, uh, and then Sekiro, then Elden Ring. So it's, they're like, they're really funneling into what they, what they've, become right you know they're, they're not fucking around with all the random like rabbit games and i mean we that. just saw one that came out of the it's probably a ra- yeah rabbit poka 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 yeah and then of course the artsy one but i i think i think now they're they're pretty much limiting what they're doing and i think everyone probably jumped on board for the vr for one like quick yeah. like oh let's just try to do a cash grab or experience this in vr like an idea that they had that they're like oh that would be kind of cool yeah. In a VR setting, you know. Um, I think that's more of a, f- a fucking phase that everyone went through. And it's, I think it's dying, sadly, because there's some cool stuff. But I, I'm excited to see what they come out with in the future. Because I am, I am interested in playing pretty much all their games from now on, at least. Right. Um, like, I, I'm really excited for Elden Ring. Even though it looks just like Lord of the Rings, based on what we saw. I do forging rings of power, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> didn't we already do this? Like, <laughs> here we go. 100 again. years ago? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. shit. Here now we you gotta, go. Now, now <laughs> you gotta play that Eternal Ring to see if that uh, Elden Ring has anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, maybe, I, there's maybe, a, maybe it's a sequel. There was a... Did I, I don't know if I showed you the... I think I sent it to Jake, but it was that. And it was uh, the Fear Inoculum... CD from Tool, you know, it has a spiral, and it was just like CJ, like spiraling into the the spiral on the disc, yeah. and it was oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I really cracked up at that. I was like, man, San Andreas is getting a lot of love recently. Like, yeah, the memes, it's fucking awesome. Love Very memeable. Uh, it really is it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, cool, yeah, that was awesome. I I, I I'm excited to see what From Software does. And it's interesting to hear where some of these companies started, you know, because Square Enix, I think, was, uh, or, yeah, Enix used to be, um, shit, what were they? They were like a land company? They owned, like, property or something? It was something totally... Yeah, a lot of uh, video game companies start out in weird places, like uh, Nintendo I mean, and uh, Sony were into the, the video game thing, and they were doing their own shit. Like, Sony mostly made, like, uh, audio stuff. Um, and appliances, yeah. and then fucking Nintendo, I think, was just a... What were they? There was... Yeah, a, a card company, like a gaming company. They're, yeah, like, yeah. A, like yeah, something game, like that. Playing cards and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and then they got into gaming. Um, but yeah, like From Software has like the weirdest, I think, reason right. to, to if start joining gaming. It, it's like, oh, well... If you think about it... <laughs> Um, game, you know, video games were still technically kind of new and they're coming out. And of course, it's going to be companies that invest into a new idea before yeah. it becomes their new identity. So, yeah, that's true. That you're, so like, at the very beginning, yeah, you're going to see companies with a history that's not quite what it is now. Because they had the yeah. money to, to make the jump. Yeah. And they saw, holy shit, this is going to be fucking huge. Like, And so, yeah, you're going to have those companies that were doing something else before. Yeah, they did real estate trading and they apparently published tabloids. And I guess. Did. The jump Sony made is l- less, you know, weird than yeah, the jump Enix because they had but, they already did tech stuff. Yeah, it was TVs and stereos. Yeah, but and, if you're if you uh, they were doing their real estate, right? Enix. Yeah, they did. They did. The just know uh, how to property. make a good a good investment. That's right. Make a good deal. <laughs> what was Square? I can't remember. Uh, Square, I think, just made games. Um, if I remember correctly, let's see. Japanese video game company, yeah. They started out just as games. But they also started 
um, I think later, 86, 75. Yeah, they started 11 years after. Yeah. So that was when gaming was So there's was already like, like a, a base for it. A yeah. Foundation, yeah. Yeah, people were already into games and like, it was like, oh, we should make a game company. Yeah. And it's interesting, yeah, some of those pioneers are companies that are already established that are like, whoa, 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 this thing's... Enix and Nintendo are the two big now that I know of. I'll have to look into others. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, From Software actually kind of surprised me. Like, I didn't think they and had From made... And From Software. Yeah, they, they, I didn't think they had made as many games as they had uh, when I started looking at this. And, yeah, that's insanity, and dude. Because, like, the only ones that I had heard of before, like like the whole dark souls things had even exploded was i had armor core for answer i got cam cam into that one and then i bought fucking demon souls tried to get schweiss to play yep. it but he didn't want to <laughs> um and that that's about it that's i like think the, i remember you playing demon souls at one point yeah that's the only thing that's the only experience that i really had with them i didn't know that they like had actually made um launch titles for both the ps1 and the ps2 like that was kind of crazy yeah that's nuts um, I guess Square has made a fucking shitload of games too, but I mean Square probably has like ten teams working on shit now. Yeah, that's true. It's I don't know. I uh, that is a surprise though. I I had only heard of the big ones pretty much, and I knew they had those random ones because we we had talked about like oh if we're gonna do all of the games, we should do the spiritual predecessors as well. Um. I can't remember which one of us said that. It might have been Jake. No, probably me. Or, me. or you, yeah, because Cameron on his pure If we're going to count Demon Souls, we might as well count King's. Yeah, that's No, nah, Demon yeah. Souls is the f- grandfather of everything, but well, fucking... He, Cameron wants to count the great-great-grandfather. King, Kingsfield is not very similar. The only thing that is is the fact that it's kind of like a medieval style while also being a first-person RPG. Yeah. Those are the only things that are the same. I, that And it actually had somewhat of a difficulty level, which people really liked about it. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the toughest part for me with having Bloodborne as my favorite is because I really like the aesthetic of the Dark Souls, like, a lot. I mean, Bloodborne's is really cool, too. Like, the, you know, the yeah. Lovecraftian weird uh, you get that lovecraftian shit. stuff and demon yeah there's a, there's a maybe fucking, that's a perfect mix then of aesthetic i think you'd like it there's a there's an entire dungeon that's like a prison where it's being uh those mind flayer guys are just chilling oh wow and they like carry weird green lanterns and it's really freaky in there because they're creepy as shit yeah yeah i i, I don't know i have a feeling sekiro might be might be at the top by the end though it's tough because I fucking love Bloodborne, like everybody knows. And I we got a funny tweet from uh <laughs> from our other Souls mega fan, um, Thy Death Sword. He was yeah. like he, he predicted like what we would all say about it. He's like Cameron, uh oh no, Craig Craig won't be part of the review, so he won't say anything about it. Schweissel say he liked it, but Bloodborne was better. Um and I can't remember what he said for you, Cameron. But I thought it was pretty funny because that's basically how all of our reviews <laughs> since Bloodborne <laughs> have gone. Like since I played Bloodborne, is like, well, I liked it, but Bloodborne's totally better. Yeah, uh, it's just been a lot of that for me. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they what they bring. I'm excited for Elden Rings. Um, I I think it's going to be sweet. It combines things that I really enjoy. Two huge things that I've enjoyed for years now um 
so we'll have to see how it goes and whatever comes next i mean i really do think i'm pretty convinced it's going to be armor core but you never know i mean it would kind of be weird if uh they released elden ring and then the next game was basically a extremely similar game yeah some people have said bloodborne 2 Sekiro? No. Uh, or he's coming out with Bloodborne 2. Bloodborne 2 is the hidden title okay. that they haven't released. But I don't know if I it's time it. yet. They, or if it's even necessary. Said, well, Miyazaki said he didn't want to make any more Souls games. And that probably includes Bloodborne. Yeah. Although, I mean, Sekiro is kind of, kind of along those lines. It's different enough, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's different, but... I would still count it as part of it. If we were to say I've done all the it Souls games. It has a games. lot of similar aspects. Like when you kill an enemy, you get the XP and then you get the gold. And then if you die, then you lose, you lose half it. of both of them. Yeah, you lose. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I think I would count it as part of the series. It's loose, just like Bloodborne's kind of loose. It's looser than those, but I think they have a style and they're going to stick with that. Other than like if it's an armor core, obviously. Yeah. Which instead of really difficult, it's really customizable. That's kind of takes the place of that. So cool. Thanks for, uh, sharing that. That was, that was some interesting stuff there. Um, you guys got anything else on from software? No, no. All right. Excited to have you start that out. Yeah, Cameron. me too. I want to see finally stream that this week. Um, see if you actually did get good i mean i i, I that's what i was telling well, it Craig, sounds like, like it's something new i have to learn so let's see how quickly i pick up on it yeah just uh just remember to parry and that's then you should be good and there's then the, there's like entire mini boss fights that are centered around just parrying yeah uh there's also wait did you get to the guy on the bridge because you're oh wait no you haven't yet because you're uh because you went to the demon bell instead yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. So you know that path that you took to get to the demon bell, where you jump like over to the the wall and then climb down mm-hmm. to get to him. Like if you just instead of just jumping off to get to that other wall, you climb up. There's a mini boss up there. Oh, and it, and it takes you further on. Oh, nice. I'll have to that check area. that out. Yeah, I'll have to tell you. Have you tell me where it is again when we get on? Um, yeah, super stoked to have you try that camera. It's gonna be great. So play souls games makes you a man makes you a man it really does <laughs> puts hair on the chest puts hair on the chest uh, play all the mech games that from software has apparently made and yeah. all them anime spin-offs those will pull the uh, hair back contracted games so you won't they be won't. You'll they'll, be, no, they'll pull the hair back they just rip them out hair by hair yeah yeah so you won't be as hairy but you'll still have chest hair so, so that's they, they, they wax individual hairs no, <laughs> yeah, oh, they thread it oh uh, yeah the threading <laughs> Dude, I want to I want to thread my whole head one of these days, just like have him remove all of the hair. Oh god, dude, why? Because I want to feel that suffering. Oh, dude, that'd be so. Oh god, that'd be so bad. It's kind of making me sick. Then dude, what? I saw this image, and then that when that thread snapped that she was threading, and it's just like I felt like I was gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like that. She just like fucking snapped me in half, and I was done. <laughs> Your soul is spilling out. Yeah. I saw this image and it was like someone was said it said like you can't feel an image and it stopped mid sentence you know and it was someone holding up nail clippers to a tooth and then like a tooth looked like a, a it's like severed in the middle and you could see the root and then them biting into ice cream and like ever since I saw that image I've been haunted by it like it's just been every <laughs> once in a while I'll think about it and I'll be like oh god 
Oh God! Oh, just the just the idea of like taking a clipper to your fucking tooth and like how bad that would fucking hurt, dude. It's it's been like the last three days that I, every once in a while I'll think about it and I'll just be like I'll like shiver, just like with like fear <laughs> like of the pain <laughs> involved with that. That's kind of what that reminds me of. Just oh God, no. Can that even happen? Can you even clip a tooth like that? I, Jesus Christ. I don't think so, no. I mean, obviously, they weren't. it wasn't like a progressive image of like, this is the same person for sure. The tooth looked different, but oh man, it made me sick, and it still does. And it's just, it's going to be one of those things that I, I hope will eventually just slip from my mind and I won't constantly be reminded of. So um, you come back and listen to this episode, then you're like, fuck! Yeah, and then it <laughs> sticks for another six months, and I want to re-listen, like, no! Why do I do this? <laughs> um, yeah, so, cool. Let's do some, uh, let's get into Hog League. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Hog League recap of week four. Exciting week went by. I didn't, honestly, I didn't hog very much, but I also didn't consume very much, so... Of course, we lost to the most offensive first matchup of the week, Schweiss's Sweatmeisters against the most offensives. They take us down 329 to 275, top offender of most offensives, player by nature, and top Schwettmeister is fun to mop yet again. Next matchup is the Dukes of Death against the Doesn't Counts. The Dukes of Death easily lay lay down the death to... That doesn't count. 1,000 points. Straight up 1,000 to 374. Top dealer of death, Black Mage Justin. The top doesn't count. Jake himself, who of course does not count. Abrak against Romage's Rompers. They romp. They get romped by the Brack and his whip. 663 to 163. The top Abrak whip cracker of this week is Bonsack. The top romper, Felicia Nomiko. Next matchup, is the step motherfuckers against a for last place step motherfuckers 1704 to 756 we had a lot of ads from one person who was apparently catching up but even giving them the minimum of 300 they still take the win by about well about 300 points great job really good matchup a4 you guys are really starting to bring up your points um Top step motherfucker is Irat. Top A4 is, of course, A4. He is a top. So Chase, Chase's team, the Chase squad um, against Matunicus Heroes. Matunicus Heroes, 202 to 76. Top hero, Porcupine Racer. Top on Chase's team, Fresident. Uh, lowest points I've seen from Matunicus Heroes pretty much ever. Looks like a lot of you guys forgot to hog this week. But that's okay, because fuck, you guys still won, and uh, I lost. So... Fuck it. This next week, for week five, the matchups will be Schweiss's Schwettmeisters against Chase's team. The Dealers of Death against the Stepmotherfuckers. Two undefeated teams. Two enter. One exits. Who will win? Romager's Rompers against Matunica's Heroes. The Doesn't Count against the Most Offensives. Abrak cracks the whip against A4 Extremes. A for last place. Guys, get in. Get your hog. Get your shit counted. Um, also, we have a new hogger out there, and I want to do a... Uh, yeah, I'm going to do something in the message board on Twitter for the team captains, and we'll see about how we draft free agents into the hog league. Um, I'm thinking something along the lines of giving up a trade 
uh, to draft someone postseason. But we'll see how that goes. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Get in. Log your hog. Again, Schweiss's Sweatmeisters against Chase's team. Dealers of Death against the Stepmotherfuckers. Romagers Rompers, Medunica's Heroes. The Doesn't Counts against the Most Offensives. And Abrac Cracks the Whip against A for Last Place. Represent. Get in there. Get your shit done. Guys, as always, please, at least, at least consider living always in the nude. <laughs>